Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello, my name is Karina, and in this podcast, Break Fear, Find Freedom, I have conversations with people just like you who have broken their fear and found their freedom, whatever that may be. And you, and shows you how to do the same. So sit back, relax, grab your coffee or your running shoes, whatever makes you happy, and let the fun begin. Oh, by the way, come take my hand and let's go. The door's opening now. Hello, How are Daddy. you? How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> That's lovely. <laughs> How are you today? I'm doing very good. Very good. It's uh... Hello, everybody. And today I've got a really, really very special guest, Ravi Sahai. Now, Ravi Sahai has got a very interesting story, and we are going to talk a lot about fear and how it affects our lives and mostly our health and lifestyle. Um, Hello, Ravi. How are you today? I'm very well, Karina. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm glad to be with you and your audience and uh, you care about your audience and I do too. Uh, that's why I'm here. I want to share my my story and hopefully it will met- motivate people to get around fear. Because when uh, a doctor says that you have a congestive heart failure and that was uh, at the age of 50, now that was 20, 23 years ago, uh, you start to look at the mortality and and the fear of death, as you know, is probably the highest. Uh, next is fear of speaking. Yes. And we are trying to handle both here. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, it is always very interesting to look inside when you are trying to get all this information from outside, like a diagnosis of an incurable disease, like congestive heart failure, which uh, before that I had heart attack. Oh, yes. And uh, you start to look at the statistics and the statistics at that time were like, oh, look, only five, uh, you know, in five years, 50% of the people die, that kind of statistic. But now, It is changing. Uh, So yeah, breaking fear is uh, true in all areas. And mortality, uh, as I talked about, is probably the highest. Uh, About myself, I I came as an immigrant from India in 1971 Mm -hmm. at the age of 26 years old. I was uh, trained as an electrical engineer. I did the master's in computer science here. From City College, I did MBA from University of Rochester. I worked for Fortune Corporation uh, 
And uh, midlife, uh, my health started to give up. Mm-hmm. And I found that the answer was basically within me to change my lifestyle and find doctors who would basically coach me uh, rather than just give a diagnosis and prognosis. And that's uh, changed my life. And then I have written books on it, basically to share uh, what is possible. Mm, That's exciting. So do you think that um, your congestive heart disease, you know, if you go um, into a lot of the spiritual stuff, they say, you know, um, heart the heart is the center of love. And if you have if you have a lot of heartache, I mean, I'm, I'm simplifying it, right? Um, you have the heart attack. What would you th- say was the cause of your um, heart attack? Was it f- based in fear? Or I know that's going like quite deep into um, your personal life. So just broadly. Uh, you have touched on a very, very important uh topic, which uh, medical science is just uncovering it. So about the heart, the conventional medicine had the idea that heart is a pump. It's a mechanical device. Uh, It pumps blood to all corners, and then it gets constricted, and then there could be blockages, and then, you know, you do a stent or a bypass. Yes cure it, Uh, and if you have high blood pressure and your heart is pumping too hard, maybe you will get a congestive heart failure. So that was the mechanical paradigm, but uh, we know from ages that heart and the philosophers and romanticists and all have talked about, and we, we feel emotions, we feel love, and we feel fear, both in our heart. Yes, Not yes. in mind. First, it comes in the heart. Mm. Uh, so the emotional heart is much bigger than this mechanical paradigm. In mm-hmm. fact, uh, it has neurons, it thinks, it communicates with the brain. And these are the new findings that are happening. Uh, so far, Spinning the cause of my disease, I would say it is lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And lifestyle is both, uh, you know, what I eat and what I think. Yes. And actually, it was a combination of both those two that caused inflammation in the body. Mm-hmm. And the body was not balanced. So not only heart disease, but other diseases were happening too including hypertension or gout or eczema or hemorrhoids, you know. So my point is it's about lifestyle, which is both uh, physical exercise as well as mental and spiritual. Um, yes, I like that. I, I noticed that you you mentioned um, a holistic approach. You mentioned the mental, the physical, and the dental as well, which is very interesting because many people don't take that into account. And we know that dental causes a whole lot of, I mean, it's close to your brain and heart. And so if you don't take care of your teeth and you don't care of your, your, your gums, it's possible that it does affect your body as well, right? Or... 
Oh, absolutely. And this is, again, uh, uh, more cutting-edge revelations uh, that gum disease cause heart disease uh, is now established in all these uh, literary and uh, many cardiologists will, will say that the oral health is very, very important. In my case, yes, it was because I had broken, I, I broke my teeth when I was, you know, 10 or 11 years old by, you know, doing biking and mm -hmm. fell from the bicycle in India. And uh, we, I didn't take care of it. People there were not that uh, kind of conscious about uh, dental hygiene. And later I had developed, you know, black teeth and abscess and root canal was done and it was not successful. So it was still an abscess. So when my heart attack happened, actually I had a, a gum which was, which was hurting. Uh, and at the same time, I was also stressed. So I say that it is combination, but dental uh, part is very important. Uh, you see, the conventional medicine separates everything. So dentists are separate from, you know, the, the MDs and the training is different and Medicare only covers non-dental and et cetera, et cetera. So yes. we have fragmented it so much. And same thing is true with the counseling. You know, counseling was not covered and it is different. But the fact is that our emotional health, if it is imbalanced and if our our dental hygiene is not there, both will cause the same kind of inflammation, which may create heart disease. That's very interesting. So, so what would you say, um, so you'd say would, the, would fear, uh, how would fear influence this besides lifestyle and not taking care of your teeth and bad eating habits and all that, uh, would, would fear be um, obviously a, 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 um, a factor in this too, right? Oh, absolutely. So let us look at uh, fear and fear and anxiety creates stress. And when we are stressed, then, you know, it is established that the body creates hormones, which is cortisol and all these other chemicals, and they are inflammatory. They inflame our organs. They also can increase our blood pressure. So, so fear as an emotion is uh, there are many layers of it, but, mm -hmm. but, the, mm -hmm. but the point is that we have to be in touch with our emotions and we have to take care of it. And as we have these fast life, uh, which has become faster and faster and there are a lot of distractions, uh, we don't pay attention to our body. Like how are we breathing? When our breathing becomes shallow, that is a sign that it is going to create a stress. The blood mm -hmm. pressure will go up because the system is saying, I'm not getting enough blood. So mm -hmm. how do we become aware that we are afraid, that we are stressed? And the answer looks like in many ways is very simple, is, is that we have to soothe our body. We have to say, yes, I am here. You know, let us breathe, you know, gradually. Let us watch our breath. So these are ancient signs. And yet, 
uh, we have forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. So it, let's just let, thank you. Um, I just I'm just thinking again about so your what was your lifestyle like before you had your um, your heart attack and um, your congestive nearly nearly congestive heart failure to now? What is the difference? Well, there there are big differences, and actually, uh, age itself, you know, changes many things, including thinking and and. Uh, I'm retired, I'm not working for a living. My children are, you know, they're on their own thing. I have four grandchildren. Uh, so a lot, of, as you can see, just the time itself changes a uh, changes lot of things. Mm. But coming back to that, uh, when my, fa- my heart attack happened, I was 45 years old. Mm-hmm. I was uh, very busy with my corporate aspirations. Um, you know, I was married. We had challenges, of course, raising children and, you know, having a marriage with double carrier, career and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most importantly, we, I didn't have the guidance about food mm-hmm. because America lost its bearing about food in the 60s or late 50s mm-hmm. and how did it happen it came like a perfect storm because when second world war was over you know the civilians etc the baby boomers are happening so suburbia happened in other mm-hmm. words people moved from farms to the town suburbia Yes. But in the process, they lost the culture. They lost food culture. Mm-hmm. For instance, fermented food, as we'll talk about microbiome, is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and uh, what happened is before in the farm, you will have different milk products. We have cheese, you have sauerkraut. People would do different kind of, you know, uh, pickles, you know, Different cultures have different thing, of course, but America itself had these different cottage cheese and fermented products. Mm. So what happened is instead of slow food, we moved on to fast food. Mm -hmm. And how did that happen? You know, the franchise came and McDonald's started to do things from Maine to Hawaii and the food should taste the same. So they set up a headquarter in Chicago and what do they do? They do, you know, they sell processed food. Yes. And processed food is not healthy. Mm. And my point is, I'm not just talking about McDonald's, our lifestyle, just we make, we are totally ignorant about how food is medicine. And that has created a lot of problems for mm. us as a, uh, for health. On top of that, the automobile came and television, and we didn't exercise. We didn't walk. Uh, so it was a perfect storm. On top of that, the medical doctors were not trained on nutrition. So mm-hmm. they were asleep on their wheels. They didn't know the difference between yogurt and milk. Yes. For them, it was a dairy product. And that is all very colossal mistake that mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. that we have two-thirds of America that is obese or overweight today. 
yes. two thirds of America. That was not the case when I came 50 years ago. Mm, mm, it mm. all happened in this period. Yes. So how can you? How can we change that? Um, I mean, I know it's a, it's a whole education. Everyone needs to learn and change a whole mindset, but we can start that slowly. And what's a better lifestyle? What's a better? What's better food to eat besides the fresh food and the fermented food? Yes. Okay. So first thing I would say, we don't have uh, dinner table conversations these days, right? Because everybody is still you know, doing their own thing and uh, families mm -hmm. are here and there. Mm -hmm. But if we need a national conversation on food and the recent discovery of microbiome, yes. everybody should be aware what microbiome is, why a diverse microbiome is required to be healthy, how when you are anxious, when you are fearful, your microbiomes also are fearful. They get compromised. Mm -hmm. There is a gut-brain axis. Okay. So, so the point is, we have to get educated to say these microbiomes are the ones that are keeping us healthy. There are trillions of them. Mm -hmm. They are our pets. We have to take care of them. Yes, America has now, you know, has, we have a lot of dogs and cats we take care of, but now we have to take care of our microbiome pets. That is what we have to do. And then we have to find out what do they eat when they are balanced and healthy. In fact, they create the cravings. The sugar cravings come because our microbiomes are imbalanced. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so prebiotic as a term, is a very new term, prebiotic. Yes, yes, yes. That came after microbiome discovery. Okay. Probiotics we used to know. And why did we know about probiotics? Because antibiotics, which is penicillin, was the discovery. Mm -hmm. We knew that that destroys the flora. So probiotics term was what came. Mm -hmm. But we didn't know about microbiome. Prebiotics is basically fresh, mostly plant-based food mm -hmm. that have fiber in it. And these are, that is the food that microbiome likes. Okay. So what are good prebiotics? Actually, all cruciferous vegetables, all plant-based vegetables, they are abundant in this fiber. And uh, so... Your question, Karina, is a good one. We talk about national build, nation building in Afghanistan. Frankly, we have a task here. How mm. do we build this nation? And how do we make this nation healthy? Yes, yes. And the unfortunate part is that the conventional medicine and pharmaceuticals and even food industry, they have just taken us in the wrong way in all this time. Mm -hmm. That is very, very unfortunate. And the public health in this country is very weak. We have found that people who have good immunity survive COVID better. Yes. That, is, yes. that is a fact. Yes. So we have to re really build our fortress, our own body defenses, and we are in charge of that.
Yes, yes, I like the taking responsibility. I'd just like to um, go back a minute and, and can you explain what the microbiome is exactly um, and how it's different to, um, because people talk about bugs and, or, and viruses and all these kind of things. Um, how, does it, how does it interact with the microbiomes? Sure. Um, that, that's again a great question. Um, microbiome in simple terms is a, about four kilograms, uh, sorry, uh, four pounds, more than two kilograms of basically organism that is inside our body. Mm -hmm. And that was not discovered until 2007. Mm -hmm. Okay. In fact, one MD, uh, I won't name him, he said, you know, medical school should, should refund my money because they, they, didn't, they didn't teach me this missing organ. Oh. And this missing organ is very, very important. Mm -hmm. In fact, it is the one that produces all these chemicals and all the defenses it is actually building our so-called immune system. Mm -hmm. And it is all over our body, 70% and trillions of cells, which is bacteria, fungi, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know protozoa, et cetera. The, the point is it is all in our body. What is very interesting is when a child is born, the, the, in the embryo, it is a, a sterile environment. But when the child comes to the birth canal, mm. that is when it is gets coated with the microbiome. Mm. And when the child gets the breast milk and in the first three, four years, the child builds its microbiome. Yes, yes. Okay. Now that is mother nature, you know, the, she, you know that is how it is, but we mm. didn't know about it. Now, when I say we didn't know about it, I would say the ancient people knew about it. Mm. For instance, Ayurveda, which is this holistic science of India, mm. it used to say your 90% of your diseases start in the gut. Mm. That, mm. Is, that is Ayurvedic principle. Yeah. Why? Now we are finding that 70% of microbiome is, resides in the gut. Of mm. these trillions that we are talking about, and they, they also talk to the brain, gut-brain axis. And 10 to 15% is in our oral microbiome, oral uh, uh, cavity, okay. and we talked about that. Yes. Uh, yes. And skin has, being the largest organ, has another 10%. So you can see that majority of it is in the this canal and the oral and the skin. Mm, mm, mm. And they are factory workers. They are keeping us healthy. They know when a virus has attacked and what to do about it. Mm. They know if we are thinking depressed, what, you know, what are the defenses left to them? But they are vibrant, they are healthy, and we have to keep them healthy because they are our pets. Okay, so how do you keep them healthy? How do you keep your pets healthy? I mean, if you've got a dog or a cat, you love the cat, you, you know, you give it food, you take it for a walk or whatever you do, you brush it. So what do you do to keep your microbiome healthy? And if they're your pets, 
Yes, and the very good question. And the answer would be same that we do with a cat or a dog. You know, we we feed you know good food. We take them to walk. We you know we we you know cuddle them. The point is, nature. We are we are highest expression of nature, mm-hmm. and we have gotten away from nature. So the food to eat, coming back, is plant-based mostly mm-hmm. and fresh. Yes, fresh is very very important. Because now we are finding out that phytonutrients is this thing which is only available when the plant is fresh. Mm. When it exponentially decays, in three days you lose 70% of it. And what do you see? In grocery stores, the the food you get is already three years old, uh, sorry, three days old. Mm. So... So to answer your question, it's better to have a small vegetable garden, you know. Yes, yes. You know, the point is you eat fresh, okay? Mm, mm. You eat plant-based. You eat whole grain. And whole grain means everything. And that also gives you that prebiotic. It gives you the fiber. Yes. Right? Uh, so, so then about sun rays, sunbathing, you know, it's important because we are very vitamin D deficient now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, now, simple thing about taking care of our body, especially where these microbiomes are. And that is basically our hygiene. So mm-hmm. the first thing is regular bowel movement. Yes. Regular bowel movement, number one. Number two is to take care of this oral cavity with this uh, Ayurvedic uh, approach, which is called Dinacharya, daily routine. You need do nasal irrigation, you, you do oiling, you do oil pulling, and, and you do eye, eye wash. So these are all prescribed in the, in the Ayurvedic manual, and it, mm-hmm. that is also in my book. So you have to, to answer your question, you, you take care of your body, keeping mm-hmm. in, uh, in mind that those microbiomes are there. That is your responsibility. Now we go further, not only that how, so we have to clean it. We have to feed it with the right food. Mm-hmm. We have to think correctly. That means, you know, whether you call it mindfulness or meditation, okay. We have to walk we have to do movement, mm-hmm. we have to stretch, you know, so these are the things that we are doing it for our pet too, we are helping our pet. So, so basically we have to become more aware of uh, what a fantastic machine we have. Mm, mm, mm. So w- what, would a, what would a day look like then for you? Um, what would you do like during the day? Because how would you, you know, what time do you wake up early? Do you meditate? Do you... What do you yeah, well, do to look after yeah. your pet <laughs> down a daily basis? Yes, yes. And again, that will depend uh, as we age because now I am retired. So, you know, I'm not tired to the work routine. So my routine will be different now than when I was, let us say, you know, 40 years old or yes. things like that. Of course. But there's certain things that are still very common. Mm. Okay, what is still very common is we have to take care of the body 
So the bowel movement, the cleaning, the hygiene, the flossing and tongue cleaning and all that, mm. we have to do that right when we are get toilet trained. In other words, the point is we have to take care of our hygiene. Mm. And Ayurveda knew about it so well, I am just amazed. And I say that's how they knew about microbiome. Okay. Mm, mm. So that part, it takes one hour, no matter what age one is, one must do that. Yes, yes. All right. So, so the next question comes is about food. And again, about food, if people are traveling and they don't have, you know, the flexibility, I cook my own meals, but people won't have that luxury, right? And mm -hmm. especially in COVID times, you know, many people have to do that. But you have to be very, very aware of what you need. So you need more plant-based. So if I am, let us say, traveling, I would make sure that my lunch always has a salad. Okay. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, so, so the point is, depending on what situation you are in, yes, you are going to dance with it, but you have to be aware of the basics. The basics are good prebiotic, good probiotic, you know, fresh food, and uh, exercise. Mm. And the exercise, I don't believe it has to be gym. It has to be more walking, more sunbathing, you know, and also if we could, if we could biking, you know, I do a little bit of rope skipping, you know, you can have oh, a little nice. trampoline. The, the point is variety is good, good, and you don't need a lot. Mm. The point is if you do half an hour of exercise, that is good. And the other thing will be keeping the mind at rest when it is not needed. Okay. Yes. And that is a mindfulness training that people need to have. And we have to become more heart-centered, as, especially as men, we are more into our mind. Mm -hmm. uh, but heart is where, as, I, as we talked earlier, heart is where the intelligence is. Heart is where the intuition is. So the mm -hmm. better decision can come when heart is also collaborating with the, with the mind. Mm -hmm. And what is the connection? The connection is to watch the breath. So even if we are, you know, I mean, not while we are driving, but the point is when we have some time, we can basically reside in our breath. And that is very, very soothing. It reduces mm -hmm. the blood pressure. It calms our nerves. So it's common sense. You see, the, the thing is, when we are living in the farm, our ancestors, our grandmothers, and those they, they knew, they reminded us, yes. we have gone astray and we have now climate crisis, which can be also solved by these lifestyle changes. Mm, mm, mm. So, so, um... Obviously, if, you, if your body, according to Ayurveda, if your body is out of sync, that's when you start getting diseases, right? And then you have to um, just eat and exercise and you can get it back. Well, that's a simplified version. Um, I, I just wanted to ask you, like, you know, people say sun, sun is bad for you. You must put all the sunscreen on because you're going to get cancer and all that. Um, 
I'd like to know, obviously, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, I have mine, but what are your thoughts? Because you have to get vitamin D, right? And to buy it off the out of off the counter doesn't make sense to me because of all the all the ed additives and all the stuff that they put in it. So, how would you answer that kind of question? Yes, yes, yeah. You have you have a couple of questions there, so so I'll I'll try to do, to do that. Uh, so first, Ayurveda. Ayu means longevity. Veda means science. So it's the science of longevity. It is not a, a science of curing disease. Okay. So keep that in mind. Hmm. So, so, and again, Ayurveda came, you know, in the Mid-Eastern country in India, which is sunny, the people are brown. Uh, they, we are finding that the brown pigment, they need more sun and all that. Whereas people who have white skin and it, because of the climate, you know, they need less sun. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So we have to be, again, we have to understand uh, our body and sun rays, again, how much to take, how much to train. It is better to do it early in the morning when the sun rays are softer. Mm -hmm. uh, that means, you know, we need to wake up early, uh, <laughs> which we don't. Uh, so so, so the, the point is, yes, anything in excess is not good. So mm. moderation is required. Mm. But, uh, but uh, we, even, even for people, because of the way we work with computers and indoors, we don't get fresh air, we don't get fresh sunshine, even in cooler climate. So, so we have to we have to be aware of that, and we have to mm -hmm. modify that, right? The other part you mentioned about the balance, and that is the key. What microbiome research is finding is people who live in tribal areas, mm -hmm. their primitive, you can call it whatsoever word, their lifestyle their microbiome is more diverse and mm. more balanced. Mm. And they get, don't get diseases like heart disease, diabetes, and cancer. We call them non-communicable diseases. Yes. Okay. Yes. In fact, I would say, take any chronic disease. You just say microbiome and that chronic disease. Yes. Diabetes, yes. microbiome, heart disease, microbiome, cancer. Yes. You, the number of papers that you will get from the research in last 10 years mm -hmm. is just outstanding. It's wow. amazing. Mm -hmm. What they are saying in all that is there is a microbiome imbalance. There is a microbiome deficiency. Obesity is a good example. You just say microbiome and obesity, and it is just staring at our face that microbiome is totally imbalanced. But we cannot blame obese people because it is a systemic problem. We mm -hmm. created the perfect storm, mm -hmm. and we all got caught into it. Two-thirds of America is overweight or obese. I mean, that is, you know. So coming back to, yes, the microbiome has to be balanced. Now, what is a balanced microbiome? Mm -hmm. It's also a balanced human being. A human being who is not afraid, kind of, you know, some caution is good. 
Yes. But, but a human being who is vibrant, who is compassionate, who is helping, who is, you know, self-caring, mm -hmm. that is what microbiome is telling us. Mm -hmm. And that's mother yeah. nature. Yes. I love that. That makes so much sense. It's like we always look for complicated things when it's really simple and it's just staring at us in the face. Um, but how do we how do we listen and hear? How do we know when our body's talking to us and it's our body talking to us and not our mind telling us something or our fear? Or how can we tell the difference? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> It's as you know, these are complicated because the emotions and uh, cognition, they got all mixed up. They get yes. mixed up. Yes, yes. And when we are able to separate it, uh, they call it, you know, a person is a saint or, a, you know, he knows how to discriminate. And in, uh, in Indian mythology, it is like being a lotus that you can grow from a you know, uh, mud and become a beautiful flower. So there's all these metaphors for it. Yes, so it's a, yes. a, a, it, it's not an easy thing, but but it is it is doable. And one of the requirement is calmness. Okay. Yes. Calmness is a requirement. And how do we become calm? I mean, that is by becoming aware. So we become aware that, oh, something has triggered me. And the sooner you are able to then, you know, kind of, kind of uh, maneuver it. Mm -hmm. And it is, a, it is a skill. It is just a, just a skill of life, you know, and we don't, you know, we, uh, children have it, then they lose it, and then we have to get it again, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of thing, you know. Uh, so... So, of course, there's a, there's a place for knowledge, which we are trying to do over here. Uh, there is a lot of, uh, now we are in an age that you can get knowledge at your fingertips, whatsoever mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is more than that. It is about intention. And then from intention, it is about action. And then it is not like, you know, we have to constantly get, you know, feedback and we, we maneuver ourselves. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but let us say to your point about, okay, the body is saying uh, that, oh, there's a skin eruption, right? Yes. Body is yes. saying. Okay. Yes, yes. And uh, you see, you know, an acne for a teenager, you know, it's a big problem, you know. Mm. Uh, uh, but even there, if the society was such that said that, look, you know, this is a you know, natural way, you take care of yourself, it will go away, these are the natural ways to do it. Mm -hmm. But we did not. And it is very, very unfortunate because I know of my loved ones, when they went to the doctor, and before the doctor that she had was a pediatrician, Mm -hmm. But what does he do? He gives a lot of antibiotics for acne. That is 15, 20 years ago. Then it didn't, acne still was there. Then the doctor refers to a dermatologist. Yes. Dermatologist gives more, more uh, uh, antibiotics. Still it didn't work. Mm -hmm. 
Then the doctor says, you know, very smooth, IV-trained doctor, uh, great institution, says, no, I have this drug which will cure it, but mm -hmm. I need your disclaimer and all that kind of thing. Yes, yes. And that drug has been now basically withdrawn. That's called Accutane. Oh, yes, sir. Right. Yes. Okay. The, the, the point is just the amount of antibiotics that is given mm. that creates other diseases, including Crohn's. Ah, yes. And Accutane also does. Okay. Mm. We, we were totally mindless, we were totally reckless about it. And this is where I say that our system is totally kind of broken. Mm. Mm. That we don't have, even though it is 2007 to 14 years of microbiome. Yes, yes. How many doctors are talking about it? Yeah. That's true. They're still continuing with the same the same things they did. So, you know, the the drugs and the antibiotics and and they have they have a lot of adverse effect on microbiome. That research is also there. Mm -hmm. See? So so but but who is who is going to talk about it? You and me? And they, <laughs> <laughs> that is that is my, my point, that our public health system is so weak, mm, mm. so out of place, and we are becoming obese. Yes. And also... And and what about what about mental illness? So you, I mean, you see, mental illness is also becoming very prevalent. Okay, the basic stuff like um, brain fog. Or, but what about people that are manifesting like with schizophrenia and all that kind of stuff? How is the, the microbiome also in some way has an effect of that? But I mean, I know that a lot of times that's triggered with drugs and whatever. But how would you? Um, cure that using food and um, balancing the microbiome? And can you do it? Well, not cure it. Maybe cure is not the right word, but um, can you do that? Can you reverse it? That's what I meant. Well, okay. Well, first I'm not a doctor. so I No, no, of course. It's all a right. disclaimer. You're not a doctor, yes. We're not a doctor. <laughs> We're just discussing, yes. But, but, uh, but you have a very interesting point. First, uh, uh, in this country, mind was also separate. Not only dental was separate, even mind was separate than body. When, mm -hmm. when, because you look at our insurance reimbursements, that is a good example. Yes, yes. Dental was not covered, you know, because, yes. you know, it's a separate compartment. And mental was not covered either because that is a separate compartment. Yes. So, yes. so that is the fragmentary conventional medicine. That is mm. how conventional medicine looks at it. But microbiome and nature doesn't look that way. Microbiome says food can create mood. Mm. Okay. Mm. And, course, and, yeah. and the vice versa, if one is depressed, the, the microbiome can, can get also compromised. Mm. But, but the mental health part is again a cultural part that we have lost. We are so isolated as human beings mm, mm. that we don't learn from our, our humanity. 
Yes. Uh, it, it is, uh, it's affluence, but we have distanced ourselves. We have put compartments, okay? So, mm-hmm. so I, I'm going to come to a very important subject, and uh, it is, it has been an age-old problem, but it is showing up now, and it has bearing on psychiatry and mental health. Mm-hmm. And COVID has brought it to front also because in COVID, because of isolation, we have mental health problems that have yes. increased. Yes, yes. Okay. So what is that problem that we are talking about, which is now getting attention? It's called trauma. Mm. Yes. Now, trauma has been there for ages. As as a human being, we have become more civilized. You know, we don't beat people as much and we take them to court, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But but the thing is that the trauma can reside in our body. Yes. And the great book that has been written by, by this Dutch scientist, Vander de Walk, something like that, is a Harvard professor. The body keeps the score. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So what that says is that a trauma can reside in the body. Yes. Not all trauma resides, but, you know, the trauma can reside in the body, and then it can create other chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. In fact, the similar studies has been, uh, uh, rather not similar, a very milestone, remarkable study well, longitudinal study was done called ACES, Adverse Childhood Experiences Study. Mm-hmm. That was done by Kaiser and CDC. Mm-hmm. That was done in late 1990s. The, effect, the study basically is about mental health and chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. And Ayurveda didn't have that separation of mind and body. In fact, Deepak Chopra, who was one of the person as an MD who was instrumental in bringing mind into the conventional medicine, mm-hmm. is because of Ayurveda. Because Ayurveda always said that that body and mind are integrated. Mm-hmm. And microbiome is saying the same thing. It is saying this gut-brain axis, that gut talks to the brain more than brain talks to the gut. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about this gut feeling, etc. You know, yes. those are all very, very real. So, yes, the way we take care of ourselves, lifestyle, and by the way, mindfulness and watching our breath and becoming more heart oriented mm-hmm. and being community minded, they are all healthy for us. They are very, very selfish acts. But we yes. have gone this perfect storm uh, in all these different directions. And mm-hmm. now we are saying, you know, what do we do? We are lost. And, and uh, there's hope. Uh, definitely there is hope. Like for me, you know, I, I am cured. Uh, you know, I, have, I didn't think that I'll live up to 73 when mm-hmm. I had congestive heart failure. Yes. Yes, yes. So we got a bit sidetracked. Now, that's what I wanted to see. Just the comparison, um, the comparison of your lifestyle before with the stresses and whatever at that time compared to after you had your, so you made this total change, right, in your lifestyle, in your relationships, in everything, right? 
Yes. So again, I don't want to sound like it has to be an abrupt thing. No, yeah. it doesn't have to be an abrupt, not at all. But awareness has to come in. And in my book, I talk about it's like a manual. This book, you know, is uh, yeah, May You Be Healthy. I wrote yeah. it like a manual, but I say, hey, you know, you take only three or four things at a time. Yes. And you make it a habit, you know. So so it is not like you have to just, you know, change the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But what is very, very important is you have a support system to go in that direction. I had a support system through my cardiologist. Oh, yes. Her name is Dr. Mimi Guarneri. And she practices in uh, La Jolla. She mm. founded Integrative uh, Medicine at Scripps Clinic. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so she became my cardiologist, and uh, and you need somebody like that to steer you through this. Otherwise, you'll get lost if, after one has been given a chronic disease diagnosis. Yes. Uh, if, yes. Uh, but it applies to everybody. You know, the, those people who have not been given any diagnosis, they are very, very you know fortunate. But still, they have to apply prevention. Prevention yes. is you know golden. Yes. So how, if someone wants to start changing their lives, because, um, you know, with this fast food, everyone's fast and everyone's really, I mean, people don't really cook anymore, right? For example, where would they start? Where would someone start to, to start changing their lives, changing their lifestyle so that they can become, become healthy and, and um, have, a, a, you know, a, a, a good immune system, where would they start? As I would say, the first, uh, first thing is, of course, to you'll start with the knowledge of microbiome in common sense terms. What is, it, what is it? Why is it your pet? Why are you responsible for taking care of it? Yes. That intention has to come, number one. Okay, yes. that's number one. Yes. Number two is daily hygiene. Yes. Daily detoxification, that part that you have, you, you have to find time, how much I can do it in the morning, how much I can do it in the evening. Yes. Uh, yes. That part is, again, 100% personal responsibility. Yes. All right. After that comes uh, breakfast or food, etc. I would say, again, if the intention is that I'm going to go more plant-based, Wherever one is, one cannot go wrong. It's, it's a moving that thing gradually, intention, okay? Uh, we didn't talk about uh, fasting, but intermittent fasting is a word that has come up. Again, Ayurveda knew about it and uh, practiced it. My mother practiced fasting. Uh, so, so, you know, I mean, uh, in so many rituals, etc. Yes. But intermittent fasting is basically giving a gap between your last meal and your first meal next day. Okay. And the gap should be more than 12 hours. Okay. Uh, that has been found to be very healthy for your microbiome, for losing weight, for becoming vibrant, etc. So, So the point is, you just take some of these important ones and you start to say, okay, can I do this for this next three months? Can I do this other uh, thing in next three months? Yes. And gradually you have, you have a pretty good, uh, pretty good lifestyle. Mm. 
Sure, I love this. Oh, this is I could carry on speaking to you for forever, Ravi. We'll have to have a, a we'll have to have a follow up on this. Um, please tell us a bit more about your book, where people can find your book, where people can find you, um, so they can have a conversation with you. Sure. Uh, I um, again, as I said, I'm not a doctor, but my intention is to help because I have been helped. I have, I'm blessed in that way. Uh, So this book that I wrote, this is my second book, which uh, is uh, May You Be Healthy, Well-Being for Pennies a Day. And it's uh, available in Kindle as well as paperback on Amazon. You can also go to my website, which is basically book oriented. It is uh, Ravi Sahai, one word, R A V I S A H A Y dot com. And there I have a contact page. And if you want to write uh, something or ask me, uh, I'll be I'll be glad to do that. Uh, before this, I wrote another book which I didn't market, but it was the start of my journey into alternative medicine. And that book is also available on uh, Amazon. It is called My Health is Your Wealth. Mm. And what I want to quickly say that I am a researcher with, you know, uh, with a quantitative mind. And due to my internet research, I found a paradigm called Candida. Mm-hmm. Candida overgrowth. That mm-hmm. book is about that. And I was muddling through all this and I was trying to find. So from Candida, I went to Ayurveda. And from Ayurveda, I came to microbiome. So my <laughs> second book, <laughs> which is a very, very interesting journey. And I hope you know somebody will write a review like that. Because the conventional medicine basically has been poo-pooing Candida. And now it has to deal with microbiome. And that's where we are. So coming back, this book is uh, basically the wisdom of uh, Ayurveda and the new research on microbiome and how we can be healthy and steer through all this without uh, spending a lot of money. I love that. I love that. I just have to go back. Um, I have to go back now. I've got to ask this question. You you talk about microbiome and candida, and I know it's been proved that candida causes all sorts of things. So does candida actually affect the microbiome per se, or is that a manifestation of a of the microbiome saying, "Hey, there's problems here," or is it? So, or well, it, very good question. The the simple answer is, and that's the correct answer. Microbiome is very, very complex and very rich, and it is like a cosmos inside our body. Yes, yes. yes. If you can look at stars and zillions of universes, we have those uh, trillions over here. Mm, mm. Candida is one of that. Okay. So when there's a candida overgrowth, there's a microbiome imbalance. Okay, okay, yes. So in a mathematical term, candida is a subset of microbiome. Okay. But the thinking was so good and so profound that I have said that the guy who is a doctor, uh, he is no longer, his name is Orion Truss. 
he was the military doctor in Alabama, he mm. should get Nobel Prize for what he was able to do clinically. All he said about candida is now being said about microbiome. Mm. Mm. Wow. Well, this is this is a this is yeah. You, we can speak and speak and speak. There's just so much here. Um, thank you so much, Ravi. And uh, hopefully, people, you really need people. You need to get this Ravi Sahai's book and um, go and get a get uh, look after yourselves and start taking care of yourselves. I think um, taking care of ourselves has always been a bad rap. It's always been we've always thought, well, you know, you can't take care of yourself because it's um, laziness or whatever it is. So that's also a mindset that we've got to realize that, you know what, this rushing around is crazy. We need to take care of ourselves. Our body is screaming for that, right? Absolutely. I would say before I would ask people, how are you? And they will casually say, I am fine. Now I say, how are you taking care of yourself? <laughs> I love it. How that. are you taking care of yourself? That is very good. Um, thank you, Ravi. Before we go, I'd like to ask you, what change do you want to be in the world? Uh, <laughs> change... Uh, I would say at this point, I want to be helped. Sahai in Sanskrit means one who helps. Huh. So, so change is a very active word. You know, I'm going to yes. turn things around, yes. etc. cetera. Uh, no, I, I just want to be part of the humanity and, you know, kind of give a helping hand. Oh, I love that. That's a beautiful way to end this. Thank, thank you so much, Ravi. Thank you, everybody. And we will meet again. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> very much. Yeah. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. And thank you for listening right to the end. Now, if you want to know more about breaking fear and if it's keeping you stuck, check out the quiz. The details are below. Subscribe so you can hear some more of this delicious um, conversations and then watch out for my book the clank of chains which is coming out very soon thank you again for being here and we will see you next time bye lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.